Welcome to the Coastal Community Church Midweek Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Shayla McCormick, and I will be your host. My husband, TJ, and I are the lead pastors of Coastal Community Church, a place where everyone's welcome because nobody's perfect and anything is possible. In this podcast, our goal is to bring the weekend message to life and to share stories that help you along in your faith journey. Let's get started. Welcome to the Midweek Podcast. I'm TJ. I get the opportunity to be the host today because uh, our normal host is actually going to be our guest as she spoke this weekend. And so I'm excited to have Shayla McCormick, my wife here, yes. with us today. I'm as, excited to be on this side of it. It's yeah, kind of fun. It's very exciting, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, you had the opportunity to speak this weekend and share at church. You know, this weekend was a Great weekend. We got to see 18 people raised to life through baptism this weekend. Yes, so that was awesome. Incredible. To, a lot to, of kids. Too. A lot of kids and, and seeing people come out, changed and transformed. And, yes. And you preached an incredible message this past weekend. And, you know, I took some things away from it that I just wanted to ask you about uh, okay. in this podcast. You said that your community will enable your ability. And, and I wanted to ask you, like, how has this actually played out for you personally? in your life? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I think in life, it's not, it's kind of not a matter of if you're going to go through difficulty, it's kind of a matter of when. And I think that's when community comes in the most and how it enables your ability to walk through those difficult seasons and to find strength or encouragement when you're down. And I know that there's been so many times in life I can remember, I can remember one time in particular where we were back in Bradenton, actually, and we had a pretty close relationship with with our pastors and some of the people that were on staff at the church that we were on staff with. And we had some gotten some really difficult news and finding out that doctors were telling us that we were never going to have children and that it was just going to be something that was impossible. And I remember in that moment, just being so lost and broken and just kind of feeling desperate, like, I don't even know what to, you know, what to do here. But having the ability to have somebody that was a phone call away. And I remember driving away from that appointment and getting that news and picking up the phone and calling our friends and our pastors and them saying, just come over. And I remember going over and just sitting on their floor and crying in that moment. And it was exactly what we needed at that exact moment, which, which kind of gave us the strength to be able to feel confident, to be able to grieve but then also knowing that we had people around us that were going to strengthen us and encourage us and that we're going to be there when we had those tough moments. And I think it gave us the strength and the ability to get back up in that season and to be able to move forward, even in spite of the loss of a dream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I think that a great question to kind of follow up with that is, is, you know, as a leader, mm-hmm. it it's hard to have community. So how how do you have community? Because I know a lot of people that listen to this, they run businesses, they 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 work in high level capacities uh, in their corporations or in their companies. And so uh, when you're in charge, it's hard yeah. to have community it a is. lot of times because uh, you're leading people, and the people you spend the most amount of time with are mm-hmm. are people that you are in your workplace, and, yep. and if you're in charge of them. So how have you been able to do that in life? I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for. I don't know what the answer is that I'm looking for. I, 
and this might be kind of different than maybe how most people see things, but I kind of have different people for different things in my life. I have, you know, people that I can go and I can have, you know, we can have fun and, and go do something that like fills that fun tank kind of thing. And then I have people that if I'm walking through something really dark or difficult or something that requires maybe a, a greater spiritual level or somebody that's a little bit further along than I am, then I have those people that are that type of community in my life. And, you know, or we have couple friends and and stuff like that. So for me, it's not like I have to find this best friend or this community in one place, but there's different people that I connect with in different ways that I give different pieces of me, I guess. There's some people that I can open up in the depths of who I am. And there's some people that I can just have fun with and it fills this other place of my life. And so I think for me, as being a leader, it's it's going, who are these people in my life that don't have to be everything, but that can be something that I need in those moments that are equally important. It's just, it's just different. And there was some, a piece of advice that I got a long time ago from somebody that really helped me because I think, especially in ministry and in leadership, you go into relationships and people have the expectation of if I share my problems with you, I, I want you to know you can share those back. And sometimes people get a little frustrated if they open up and then you don't necessarily share the same, yeah. you know, level of disclosure of what you're walking through. And I remember somebody saying to me one time, listen, Shayla, no matter what, you are called to be authentically Shayla in every situation to be authentically you, but you don't have to be transparent in every situation and every relationship. So I'm always bringing my authentic self, but I don't, my level of transparency isn't always the same, but it allows me to have great relationships because I can just always be me. I just know what I can share, what I can't share, but I can still have great relationships. If that makes sense. Yeah. How have you, how have you been able to decide who those people are in your life? Like, what are some of the the things that you've looked for, for those kind of relationships? Because I know people out there, they, they want to have the ability. They just don't have the community. Most of the time for me, it's, I'm looking around, I'm doing, I'm going, man, who does this really well in their life? Like, who around me just has the ability to kind of let go and have fun. Like I want to pursue that person and hang out with that person because that's going to help me do that. And in business or leadership, it's like who understands this level of responsibility that understands the weight of it that I can have that type of connection with. So many times it's, I'm looking and going, who has these qualities or abilities that I need in my own life or that can challenge me to go a little bit further or deeper or that will understand if I open up at this place or and I'm walking through this. So that's why I'm saying different people for different things because people have different strengths and I can learn and find fulfillment in community in all of those things. Is that is that kind of what you were looking at? I wish you would have told me these questions before. <laughs> it's it's Coming more up fun on the just spot. yeah. So you shared a couple of stories this weekend when you got knocked down and how you were able to rise. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think were some key decisions, you know, and thinking about people that are out there that are are knocked down right now, mm -hmm. 
What do you think were some key decisions that uh, you made that you think other people could personally implement in those seasons that would help them stand back up? One of the things is what we, what we just talked about is community. Yeah. You know, I think that was one of the biggest factors for me was having people around me in that season, because listen, even when you do stand up, the enemy is going to try to remind you of the pain or the guilt or the shame or all of those things. And, and I remember asking the people around me and my closest friends, like, here's the decision. I'm making this decision that I am not going to be a victim. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk, you know, walk in freedom out of this, but I'm going to need you in some moments to remind me of this decision because I know that the enemy is nasty and he's just kind of try to drop, drop me right back down. And so community, I think was a really big deal for me and, and telling people, I need you to challenge me when you see me trying to sit back down, you know, or accepting something that is not true over my life. Um, I think counseling, you know, was a big deal and my relationship with God, my personal relationship with God. I think that's one of the seasons that I grew the most. And for me, one of the things that I do that helps me connect with God, that helps me process through things is journaling. And so I journaled a lot in that season because it just helped me almost verbally process what I was walking through without having to say some of this really scary, dark things, you know, to other people. I was processing through it with God and my relationship with God grew in pretty amazing ways in that season. How do you think people can take what is, you know, at the, at the end of your message, you talked about like, Hey, uh, you know, God's not done with you. Right. And, and how do you think people can practically take, and how have you been able to practically take Mm -hmm. those, those moments where you got knocked down or you got knocked out, Mm -hmm. um, and been able to utilize those for good. And what are some, some ways that you think people can do that, uh, in the situations they're in right now? Mm -hmm. I think sharing your story is a big one. Um, the Bible talks about we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I think the more that we share those stories of, of those moments that we have gotten up and we have overcome and we've, we don't kind of just leave those as a space in our past, but we share, you know, like I walked through this and I was able to come out of this. There is hope that every time I share those stories, I, feel more and more victorious. Like God is bringing, um, victory out of my pain and bringing purpose out of my pain. And so I think not being scared to share your story. I think some people are ashamed of where they've come from or what has happened to them. And shame, I think kind of keeps us in the dark and keeps shame present in our life. When we begin to share about those things, again, it's another way that we overcome and that our story helps other people. I think we have, I, I think I said this in our, in the message, but if you've walked through something, you have a really, you, you have an eye for those people that have walked through the same things. You have a different compassion than people have. You know, what used to drive me crazy is when I would talk to people and I was sharing in some of those dark times and they would be like, I totally understand. I'm like, no, no, I don't think you do. You know, you, you haven't walked through this. So I always live in that space where I'm like, I might not understand fully what you're walking through, but I'm here 
if you need anything. And I think even it, as we share our story with people, even if people haven't experienced the same thing, we can have a compassion on people because they've walked through difficult times. And while we might not understand the extent of it, we know pain and we know difficulty. And so I think it's looking with eyes of compassion as well that helps. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how have you helped balance that out? Because we've, I've watched a lot of people in life um, allow their story to be their crutch rather than it be something that helps make a difference. So how, how, how would you, because a lot of people, they, they then identify with that story so much that they stay kind of stuck in that story. So how do you, how I would you it, encourage it's the, the difference between being a victim and a victor, you know, um, if we tell our story from the place of a victim, then I think we always remain a victim. But if we tell our story from a place of victory, it changes the way that we communicate that and it doesn't define us. It's more something that helps define our purpose of how God's going to use that to bring victory to other people. So I would say like, if you find yourself sharing your story and wanting sympathy for that, usually I would say you're probably still in a place where you've still recognized yourself as a victim where if you're sharing your story and going, man, I want my story to impact other people. And the only reason I'm telling my story is not for my benefit, but so that somebody else can find hope and freedom from it. And so I I don't know if that helps answer your question at all. Maybe you can elaborate on what you're thinking about that. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, where are you trying to take this? But I, I get I get what you're saying because a lot of people do sometimes we share it for attention. Yeah. And I think we have to move out of that place because I think we're remaining a victim when we're looking for attention from it rather than going, God, how can I bring you glory and how can I help other people stand up out of this? I don't I don't I don't want people looking at me. This this the only way that that I do it is because I want somebody else to find freedom because of my pain. Yeah. So what else would you like to share with people that maybe you didn't get to include in this weekend's message? Mm. Wow. I do think that when, when we are walking through things, I, I talked about how when Paul got up, it wasn't like he was fully healed or, all the bruises were gone or the scars were gone or any of those things. And even throughout my life and my story, the things that have happened to me, I, I can recall those moments with such clarity and vividness. And I think for me, even through my life and even through standing up and going back in and knowing that God's not done yet, there is still a process of healing that takes place in our life. So even though we do stand back up and we go back in, I think we still do have to allow God to, to heal those spaces and, you know, counseling and community and all of those things that add healing and restoration to our life. Because I, I wouldn't want somebody to get back up and to go back in and never really deal with the things that have happened to them. But I think that we can deal with those things 
on our journey of standing back up and going back in, but realizing that that healing is a process that I still face moments that take me right back there. And I, I go, okay, I need to, I need to continue healing from this. And so I would just say, always be present, you know, in, in that healing journey of allowing God to heal those places of your heart or going to counseling while you're standing back up and going back in and recognizing that God's not done. Yeah. There's a, there's a old, uh, quote that, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly it, 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 what it is, but it, it talks a lot about being a wounded healer. Mm, that's good. Um, and that really you're the, the greatest healing comes out of the deepest wounds. So true. Um, and when you're helping other people heal, it's actually healing your wounds. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a, a, a soothing balm yeah. to what you're going through when you're helping yep. facilitate that or mm-hmm. make that happen mm-hmm. in somebody else's life. So, yeah, I love that. And I, I, I don't even think I, I, I know resources is going to be the next question. Yeah. Like what are the resources that I would, I would get, you are able to recall that stuff. So what about easily. the book that you're reading right now? Um, Oh, what's it called? See, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's something about beneath the shade. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's all about removing bitterness from your life because I think we do struggle with that when we walk through pain, whether it's bitterness with people or God or relationships. And um, so I'll put the link to the book in the show notes. I'll remember what it was so you guys can read it if you want to. What other resources would you recommend besides that book? You know, I think that God can do I'm reading another book to, you know that thick one that Search I have? for Significance Search for Significance McGee. There's a book called Search for Significance and it's a it's a pretty thick book but it's, it's an old book it's, it's got, a classic it's, an, it's a classic book but it's got questions in it and I think a lot of us are walking through life and we're going what am I here for why am I walking through this what you know we're processing so much and I think the question that I hear so many people ask is what is my purpose or what has God called me to? And so I think that's a phenomenal book, especially if you've walked through things to begin to shape some of that narrative. Yeah. I, I mean, I would also say freeway. Uh, yeah, the freeway. Curriculum mm-hmm. um, that a lot of times we do as connect group here. Somebody's mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, I know for one of my seasons of life was a, was a great healing process. Yeah. There's, there's also a book called The Grace of God. Yeah. By Andy Stanley. And it that was really a phenomenal book, especially if you've made mistakes, I think, in your past or you've had sin that you're struggling to overcome is a great book to help bring freedom to those spaces of life. So, but that's, I think, all I got for you guys this weekend. TJ, thanks for asking me the questions and playing the host this week. That was kind of fun. Well, you guys don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you take a screenshot, um, tag us in it on social media, and we can't wait to have you guys back here next week. Have an awesome week.